0: Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We'll let you be seated. Amen. God bless you tonight. It's good to be home. Amen. Amen. <coughs> good to be back in the house of the Lord and, and with his people. Amen. 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 We had a wonderful time in Oklahoma there as we witnessed uh, Brother Josh and his, his wife's wedding and and the, the marriage and the union together of a couple. And it was wonderful to see Brother Wendell and their church and how they operated and pulled together. She, didn't, she doesn't have a uh, a mother, but uh, they pulled together and, and gave her a mother and that would stand for her and, and, and to do things for her. And I believe that's wonderful to have a body of Christ that'll stand for you when you have lackings, but they'll make up for it. Amen. So, and then we had wonderful services there as well. And uh, the Lord really moved and, and done some wonderful things. But we're back home here tonight, and I, I was able to watch a little bit of Sunday. And, man, just looked like y'all had a wonderful time in and, and the presence of God. And, and I believe that we ought to be participators and not just spectators. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because God is doing some wonderful things in this hour, moving in some wonderful ways. And, and so we want to be a part of and uh, put our shoulder to the wheel. In every way possible. Oh, this weekend we're having our fall festival. It's just a time of fellowship together this Saturday. And uh, there's been some announcements and things, but uh, uh, we want to encourage you to sign up to make a cake or a pie. I know there's some good cooks in this house. Amen. And we only got just a few of them and that only means there's only going to be just a few people get dessert. And so... We want to just do everything we can to have a wonderful time. Last year was just over the top, and and uh, I know that there's, there's brothers that can make these. There's sisters that can make these. There's uh, young people that can make these. And so if you would, right after church, uh, put your name down for that, and um, it would be a wonderful blessing to all to enjoy. There's going to be prizes for those things, too. It's not just going to be for the bragging rights, which that'll be a good thing. But uh, also be some prizes given, and just just to have a good time of fellowship. That's what we're. It's what it's all about. And so that'll start at 11 o'clock on Saturday. And uh, but if you're bringing the food or, or or having some kind of game for the children, please be here by 10:30 to set up, so we can get started at 11 o'clock. Also, I made these announcements on uh, on our Facebook page, but also just wanted to remind you. Uh, publicly and then if anybody's on stream maybe as well when this next wednesday we'll be canceling the wednesday before thanksgiving but the sunday december the 25th we will be having service in honor of our lord and so we want to remember that and then the following weekend we'll have friday night and saturday and sunday services um be a new year's meeting with brother ronnie long brother isaac hatfield and brother nathan erickson three young men, young ministers from uh, uh, Brother Ray Erickson's church, also where Brother Wayne works with Brother Ray there, and uh, they, they they help put on the camp that our children, our young people have been to, taking the bus trip to the last couple of years, and so they're really wonderful young men and young men of God, and got a zeal for the Word of God, and, and I believe we'll be blessed by that, amen, and I, I, I believe that... Uh, They're putting their heart into it, and I believe we're looking forward to it and the things of God. So just some things to be remembering. So don't forget, put your name down for some things after the service, and uh, we'll all be happy. Amen. God bless you. Let's stand together. Let's just go to the Lord in prayers before we read the Word of God. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, to be in your presence, and Lord, for your Word to be real to us, Lord, in this time and age that we live in. Lord, when so many, Lord, are going into outer darkness and and to uh, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, Lord, we've been called into the light, the light of your word. And God, what a privileged people we are tonight. Lord, we don't want to take that for granted, Lord, but Father, we want to to appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you for the call in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that we're not Lord, just a ship out on the ocean, bobbing up and down with no hope, you no know, guide, no light, no just lost and undone. But Lord, we're here tonight, Father, because we have a call in our hearts and, and a love for your word and a love for and a passion for the things of God. We ask, Lord, you bless us in this time and this season. Lord, you bless each heart that's here tonight, Father. Lord, we want to remember our pastor tonight. It's not feeling well. We ask that you would strengthen him strengthen his body we ask it in jesus name amen turn to romans 1 and verse 16 amen had a again i don't know it seems like it happens to me more than i like for it to happen but by five o'clock today the lord changes my my thought and so we're just going to speak on thankful thankful romans 1 and verse 16 says for i am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ." For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like to a corruptible man, and to the birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness, to the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use that into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman. Burning their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly. And receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meat. Malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who know in the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. Also, want to look in 2 Timothy verse, or chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, we, also, we know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away amen just want to look at this word as on thankful because you know as we know we're coming into a season that's been set aside or was set aside to remember the things that god has done and so I, I thought it was interesting how Paul would put this in the middle of, of the invisible things of God being understood by what was made or by the creation that a man, something that was created could have the understanding of it un, or, or the understanding or the knowledge of the invisible God that, that he would allow himself to be shown to them, that he would allow himself to be made manifest to his creation. But in turn, his creation would not think that this would be important or would not be thankful, amen, that God would come and he would show himself and he would become human, he would become man and he would He would give of himself and they became unthankful and they, they actually begin in, in becoming unthankful, they begin to bring forth things that were created like beasts and four-footed beasts and birds and creeping things and begin to exalt them above the living God and begin to worship the creature more more than the creator and that's that's backwards because the creator is greater than the crea- creation amen and so uh it, it, so his glory the glory that he deserved they begin to give it to something undeserving because they were unthankful for who he was and what he was doing for them and how he was moving in their hearts and lives and, and you know i got to thinking about our thanksgiving day and, and i got to looking at some things people were writing about it many are being uh, making it very aware that thanksgiving day as it approaches there's not much about it in the news there's not much said about it. There's not much discussion. There's more discussion about Halloween and, and then the Black Friday sales following Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving than more than Thanksgiving Day itself. He said, you know, this man said, is this American national holiday not important anymore? Why is Thanksgiving being forgotten? It said when Thanksgiving first became a national holiday in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln called it a day of thanksgiving and praise to our benefic- beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. President Lincoln's pro- proclamation also said the year that is drawing towards is close. Its clothes has been filled with blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed that we're prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have, have been added ever by the ever, and other, uh, other uh, benefits have been added by the ever watchful providence of Almighty God. Lincoln would continue, said, no human counsel has devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things, but they are only the gracious gifts of the Most High God. It has, it has seemed, it, you know, it said, it seemed to me uh, fit and proper, proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. So why is our American leaders or, or even American, or average Americans, uh, you know, why don't they even talk like this anymore? They're not thankful. They don't even want to acknowledge God in their thoughts. They don't want to acknowledge God in their speeches or or acknowledge God in the things that they say. And he said, you know, one of the reasons we have forgotten how to be thankful. The intent of this holiday was to be thankful for the blessings from God. The idea of being thankful should impress upon us that we are undeserving of so many good things that we have received. But do we understand this today? And, you know, and it says, you know, they say the Black Friday sales dominate the thoughts of many during Thanksgiving season. It seems that many would rather focus on getting things for themselves than focusing on giving thanks to God where all these blessings come from. Today, an attitude of entitlement has replaced the attitude of thankfulness for many Americans. Many talk about how they deserve their fair share, how they expect certain things, or how how they have a right to have benefits. Instead of focusing on God and showing appreciation, many focus on themselves and their personal wants. And many people focus inwardly and they forget to be thankful. You know, you know, he said, this man said, as a child, I was taught to say thank you, amen, for some of the most simple acts of kindness, like someone holding a door for me. He said, but today you can hold a door for a young generation, one of the younger generations and they'll walk right through a door held for them and not acknowledge the kindness that had been shown to them. He said, if we as parents aren't setting the example of showing thankfulness, how can we expect our children to be thankful? Amen, let's bring that right on. I ain't talking about a door being held open for you. That's right there in front of you. But there has been a door that's been given to us, that's been opened unto us, amen, a revelation that's been opened unto us. How can we not be thankful for what God has given us? It's more than just a knowledge. It's more than just a, a head knowledge. It's more than just, you know, just a, a number on a pew. But God has actually given us the revelation of this hour, amen, to show us who we are. And we, who we are. And we ought to be the most thankful people. Not that our, our heads are in the clouds and look who we are and who I am. And, and look what God's made us. No, God has shown me his benefits. He has given me his grace. He, he has given me his Mercy, therefore, I'm thankful for it. And you want your children to be thankful? Well, then you need to start being thankful. And you need to start expressing your thanksgiving unto God and, and what God has done for you in your life and what, how God has moved in your heart. I wonder how many children tonight have heard the testimonies of their mothers and their fathers of their thanksgiving that God helped them cross across an old ocean and on an old ship and they may have went down in defeat, but God, rich in mercy, allowed them to come and land upon a firm ground, a firm foundation. I ain't talking about pilgrims hundreds of years ago I'm talking about us tonight. Have you told your children how thankful you are of how God has brought you out of sin and out of darkness and out of things of this world and put you on a place that you can stand, a place that you can have an assurance that you're not going to fall back from, that you're not going to go back, but you're going to go forward and you're going to press toward the mark of the high calling. Have they seen that thanksgiving in your heart? Hallelujah, amen, the Bible foretold, as we read, of people that would become so self-absorbed and unthankful. As we said, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, posters, unthankful. It's amazing, he put that right in the middle of all what we would consider big sins and, and homosexuality, yeah, that's a sin, but right in the middle of it, unthankful. Amen, this really struck me as I began to think on it about five o'clock. Amen. Perhaps this is why Black Friday sales dominate the thoughts of many during Thanksgiving season. It seems that many would rather focus on getting things for themselves than giving thanks to God. He said, why? He said, why is that? Because we have forgotten God. I don't even know if this man's a Christian. Maybe he must be. He said, but we have forgotten to acknowledge God's blessings. Therefore, we will start to believe that the things we we enjoy are solely the results of our own efforts. Come on now, that is a dangerous way of thinking that you're here because you've done something. We're not here because we've done something. We're here because of the grace of Almighty God. You're sitting on these pews, not because you're somebody or just because you made yourself something in life. You're sitting here because it's of the unmerited favor and grace of Almighty God. Therefore, we should always be thankful to be able to sit on those pews. But when people begin to uh, begin to think, well, I just do it myself and I'm doing this myself. and It's all about, and it's just, it's just so-and-so and he's just doing it himself. And they become unthankful for the place God has put them. All right, all right. It's a dangerous way of thinking. Notice how even God would warn the children of Israel. He says, when you have eaten, this is in Deuteronomy chapter eight, when you have eaten and are full, Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Uh, Deuteronomy 8 and 10, I believe that he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes which I command you to do today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. Then you lift your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then you say in your heart by power and the might of my hand have I gained this wealth this is where America is they forgot the simplicity of how it all began that, a, that God raised this nation up they forgot why they didn't even start in it and now it's not the freedom of religion it's the freedom from religion Instead of feeling self important, we should have the same mindset as David would have, who said to God, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Amen. Man, that's worth reading again, ain't it? That's in 2 Samuel 7, verse 18. Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? that I have come to this place. Who am I? Always remembering God as a source of our blessings, it helps us to stay humble and not take things for granted. He said, unfortunately, as we look at America, we see a country that seems to be losing blessings. The nation faces multiple internal and external problems and and solution seems non-existent. Could it be that God is removing his blessings he has given to this nation? This is them saying this. Of course, we know that's true. This is a natural consequence of a nation forgetting God. Jeremiah 18 says, because my people have forgotten me, they have caused themselves to stumble in their ways. Because they forgot where it all came from. But even though the United States and other nations may be unthankful, we can determine to make our life one of thanksgiving to God. Amen. For all the blessings he has given to me and my family. Amen. It all comes from him. Everything that you have today I don't care if it's the shoes on your feet The socks, the pants, the shirt, the dress Amen, the hair, the body Whatever, it all comes from him Every blessing As big or as minute It all comes from him When Branham talks about Lazarus He said when he left his home He said as soon as Jesus leaves a home Sickness left the home, sickness set in and sorrow set in. Listen, Christian, when Jesus leaves your home, sickness and trouble will set in right behind him. When he leaves your home, get ready for trouble because it's on the road. You welcome him into your home. You let him be the unseen guest. Sit down at the table and never eat without thanking him for it. He said, I see many people call themselves Christians, never return thanks. Just as a litter is a hog under an apple tree. A hog can sit under the apple tree and the apple tree can beat him in the head all day long. And he'll eat till he can't grunt no more hardly. But he'll never look up to see where they're coming from. That's exactly the truth. People have become unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce. All of these other things begin to come because of un." Thankfulness. He said, so Here we are living today, the Pentecostals getting right into it, your holiness people going right into it just headlong. What a sad sight. He said, Well, I guess he said, Well, I guess I'm a pretty good Christian, Brother Branham. You can't be a pretty good Christian. There's no such a thing. You're either be a Christian or you're not a Christian. Amen. A grain of wheat or a grain of salt. A wheat can't be barley today and wheat tomorrow. It's a wheat today. It's a wheat for always. And a man that's become a Christian is not a Christian today and a sinner tomorrow. And a Christian today and a sinner tomorrow. He's same like Christ yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah! Because he's become a son of God And a nation We're called a Christian nation Well, The reason we're called that Is because we hold that name But just being that name Doesn't expel us from the judgments of God Amen He talks about how things begin to He said look He said, he said look, look, look at all the things That begin to take place upon this nation He said each year is moving on And moving on And what is it They're more and more forgetting God They're more and more forgetting God. That's the main thing, friends. We got plenty to eat. We got plenty to wear. We got fine automobiles. We're the most prosperous nation in the world. In the midst of it all, we don't look to where it comes from. He said, it's like a hog under an apple tree. He'll eat apples all day long. They'll beat him in the head and he'll never look up from which way they're coming. It's just the way we are. We're just God will pour his blessings upon us and we'll never look up to say, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad to be here, Lord. Thank you that you give me something to eat, Lord. Thank you that you're moving upon my heart, Lord. We just go ahead just like he owed it to us. We owe it to him. Amen. He owes us nothing. That's right. We owe all we are to him. Another place he says, when your eyes come open, you can see. He said, you might can hear it when your eyes are closed, but when your eyes come open, you can see. Then when your eyes are open, we can see the goodness of the Lord. There's many times that God has walked with you. He's kept you from the wreck. He's brought you from the hospital. And we go on like a hog under the apple tree. Just a southern expression. Apples will beat him in the head all day long. He'll just grab them and eat them and never look up where they're coming from. That's the way many Christians do the blessings of the Lord. Falling all around them. And they never get on their knees to recognize it come from God. What a pity it is. Our eyes need to be open. Another reason our eyes should be open is when we come to the house of the Lord, we see his spirit moving and performing just the way he said it would do, And we sat with our eyes closed and act like nothing's happening. He said, I know that's true. They sat with their eyes closed. I said, well, I don't know. It could be just some mental telepathy. It could be just a fortune teller. But if your eyes was open, Jesus would come by and say, it's me. It's my word. And you would begin to thank him for his goodness and appreciate him for all that he's done for you. Hallelujah. Some time ago, way down in the Southlands, he said there was a minister of the gospel. He had a man that worked for him, a colored man. They called him Gabe. His right name was Gabriel, but they called him Gabe for short. He was a good fellow, but he just couldn't get lined up with the Lord. He said, no matter what we would do, he would just get out of line. He liked to play dice and cards and drink a little whiskey, and he just couldn't stay lined up. And old Gabe, he liked to hunt real well, but he couldn't hit nothing. Couldn't shoot. <laughs> this is door to his heart this is really good so the pastor of this certain church he liked to hunt also so one day when they'd been out hunting and they got shot they had shot so much game to the rabbits and the birds were hanging all over them late in the evening they were coming up along a little path and no one had said nothing for a few minutes and old Gabe just loaded down with game toddling along the path after a while he tapped the minister on the shoulder he said, Parson he said, tears were running down his cheeks he said, "Parson, you know what I'm going to do? I was going to do. No, Gabe, what you going to do? I was coming down to your church Sunday morning. I'm going to find my position, my right, right down at the mourners' bench, and I'm going to come in and fellowship in the church, and I'm going to live true to a God till I die." Hey. The pastor rather upset that this quick decision came from Gabe. After, after for years trying to persuade the old fellow to become a Christian, he said, Gabe, you don't know how much I appreciate that, how happy I am, but my, for your decision, but there's one thing that's bothered me. After all my preaching, and I picked you up on the street and took your wife home when you was drunk to keep, keep you from getting arrested and all these things I've done and still couldn't get you to come and, and, and come to church and be saved, what, what made the sudden change? He said, boss, You know, I was a poor shot and I couldn't hit one rabbit, but look here at these rabbits and game that he's given me. Surely he must love me or he'd have never gave me one. It's simple. It's simple, but if you only knew the the blessings you possess and where they come from, the clothes you eat and the uh, the wear and the, the food you eat, he said, if you'd ever once been out on a mission field and seen them just rake out of the garbage and do those things, he said, oh God, I'm I my, I begin to realize the goodness of God. How many people that would be in hell tonight that sitting in these seats where you're sitting that would give anything to come back and sit again? and have one more opportunity. He said the goodness of God and we take it for granted. He's so good to come to us in these last days and call us out of sin, call us out of denominations, call us out of every device, everything, every kind of entertainment, all kinds of, and my goodness, the goodness of God is revealed And we sat and stared at it like a mule looking at a new gate. (laughs) He says, are we guilty of eating good food, enjoying good sight, wearing good clothes, driving good cars, living in a great nation, going to a good school, and all the blessings we're enjoying, and yet we never really thank him for it. (laughs) amen it's getting better while we're enjoying these blessings each one feeling his presence and saying amen praise God hallelujah and so forth in that that we can remember the one that brought all this to us and made it all possible the death of the Lord Jesus Christ the son of God remember him I think that's what many times, he said, one time, you know, I was amazed when I went with a bunch of Christians of a certain church and they sat down to eat and never returned thanks for their food. I thought, that's kind of strange. Went to another house and they just sat down and ate and didn't say nothing. God provides anyhow. He said, what, are, what about us? He said, I think it pays for us to stop and look up and see where these things are coming for from and how glorious it is to remember our Lord, how glorious it is to remember our Lord and remember that there was no one else that could make this possible. There is nothing could make it possible but our Lord and he so freely did it. There was no worthy person. There was no prophet. There was no sage, no potentate, no monarch, monarch, no king. No one could do it but the Lord Jesus himself, and he so willingly did it for us. Let's just remember he's done it what he's done for us. Let's turn to, I'm going to go through quite a bit of scriptures. Ephesians 5 and verse 15. See him, then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns what the will of the Lord is speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things. Oh. what? <laughs> giving thanks always for all things. You mean the trials? I'm supposed to give thanks? Yeah, all things work together for the good to them that are thee called according to his purpose. How many are thee called? Then it's all working for you good so you can thank him for it. God, you brought me to to this trial, but I know that you brought me. You're not gonna leave me, but you're gonna take me through it. And when I get on the other side, it'll be precious as gold. Amen. Colossians 1 12 says, Giving thanks unto the Father. For what? Because he's made me meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hallelujah. What does that make me? It's made me sufficient, it's rendered me fit, it's equipped me with adequate power to perform duties that's necessary. He equipped me, he made me meet. I'm giving him thanks because he gave me the ability to have an inheritance and not the inheritance of darkness and the darkness of dark Laodicea and of hell. That's not my inheritance, but my inheritance is with the saints and light. So therefore I can give thanks and who has delivered us from the power of dark? There ought to be some thanksgiving going on right now. He has delivered me from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Yes. That's something to be thankful about. Yes. Hebrews 13:1, let brotherly love continue. Yes. Be not forgetful to un- entertain strangers, for therefore, thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember them that are in bonds. As bound with them. Oh, don't just remember. Well, I remember brother so-and-so over there and such and such, he's in bonds. No, remember them, ha- have such a, a compassion that you can feel the pain and the things that are suffering. And then they suffer adversity as being yourself also in the body. Wow. This hit me upside the head. I hadn't read this apparently. But when you're praying for someone, it ain't just remember so and so, remember so, but you're entering into. Amen. Into a a, a moment of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I know there's a word. Huh? Intercession, that's the word. Thank you. Intercession for them. How how do you do that? Because you have to actually enter into their body, into what they're going through them that suffer adversity be in yourself also therefore if you was in that body you would be praying as one in that body if you had cancer you'd be praying like one who had cancer so he's saying pray for them as if you have what they have and be thankful that you don't Marriage is honorable and all in the bed undefiled, whose whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. Amen. Well, you mean you don't understand my situation. Well, I don't, but he does. Amen. Hey, man. Made mention of this, it's just very powerful, because is to answer any questions about whatever situation you find yourself. Jesus has already dealt with it. He said, well, I don't know about Yeah, he said he was tempted in all things. So no matter what you're finding yourself in, he's already been there. Brother Danny Steeman was just up at, I'd heard the story before, but he brought it up to my attention again of a man when he was there, and Brother Ron's, I was listening to him just a couple weekends ago. And he said, it was a man who was dealing with a homosexual spirit, actually went out and, 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 and had an affair with another man. That, this, this man was a, supposed to be a believer, a message believer, and this other man was a nomination, denominational believer. But they wanted to be right. They knew that they had done wrong and they wanted to make everything right and be delivered. They, they wanted to be delivered. So this man came to his pastor and he said, well, telling them about, you know, they're coming trying to, trying to get, deliverance and he finally looked at his pastor he said I don't know why I'm coming to you because you can't help me you don't know what it's like to deal with what I'm dealing with pastor said you know what he was right I didn't know I didn't know what to say he said "I. I he was exactly right I couldn't say yeah I've, I've, I've done that or even come close, or even had those kind of thoughts he said I just, uh, I couldn't say anything he said I just kind of bowed my head like Lord what now he said a voice spoke to him and said, you tell him I have. Oh, that's right. He was tempted in all things. Right. So he knows what it like. So when you find yourself in an uncontented state, be content. With such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. We can raise our hands tonight, and I guarantee you, every one of us, no doubt, is, maybe five of us are dealing with the same thing, but I'd say more, most likely we all have different things we deal with. But in whatever position you find yourself in tonight, he has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, but I'll be with you to the end of the world. Therefore, we can have Thanksgiving in the middle of our situation. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. Remember them which I have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ the same yesterday. Today do you know what that seven means, children? That means remember them who have ruled. Be thankful for the godly parents. Just had to stop there for a minute. Be thankful for godly parents. Well, they got these stupid rules. Are they really stupid? Or are they keeping you from a wreck? Absolutely. Are they keeping you from some bad problems and situations? And well, they just won't let me do what I want to do. There's a reason for that. Because if you did what you want to do, you'd make a wreck out of your life. I understand. Hey, man. Hey, man, well, you know, I've seen that one day, you know, teenagers need to move out while they got it all figured out and got it all, you know, just move on out. But listen, if you did, many of you would find yourself drug addicts and wrecks. Don't, don't be resentful of the hand that's guiding you. Be thankful for them that have rule over you who has spoken unto you the word of God. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meat. Grace, but not with meats, which have not profit them that have occupied their end. We have an altar whereof we have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of these beasts, those whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, were burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go, therefore, unto him him without the camp bearing his reproach for here we have no continuing city be thankful but we seek one to come by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise or thanksgiving to God continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name it's a sacrifice it hurts 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Wow. Well, that pretty much locks it down for me. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. If your situation needs to be changed, God will change it. He's got the, he's got power to do so. He's a creator, not the creation. But many times the creation wants the power of the creator and to make moves and uh, make, you know, think they got it all figured out. Listen, it ain't just children that make mistakes. Adults make them too. Amen. But why? Because they try to play the part of God instead of just being thankful and content. God, you can put me in this place for now or whatever. You know what I'm saying. I understand if you get in a place where, there, you know, you can go a lot of different directions. Don't, don't go to seed on this stuff. Some people get in a church and they're preaching false doctrine. Well, I'm just going to be content No, You find your church that preaches the truth. Because what he said, if I remember correctly, let me go back up there. Remember them which have rule over you, which have spoken unto you the word of God. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, bro, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through the sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. That's something to be thankful for because for God from the beginning chose you. Therefore, no matter what the devil done, he cannot unchoose you. I'm gonna read from 2 Corinthians nine and verse six, but this will be the Amplified. So now remember this: He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he also sows generously, that blessings may come to others. Will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Amen. Mm. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance to you. Hello, somebody. Y'all, y'all hearing what I'm reading? God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, regardless of any need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity as it is written and forever remains written. He, the benevolent and generous person, scattered abroad and he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who provides seed to the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources, he will multiply it. He will increase the harvest of your righteousness which shows itself as an act of goodness, kindness and love. You will be enriched in every way so that you may be generous and this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God from those who benefit. My God, amen. What you give actually is producing thanksgiving out of others who benefit to God. Not to you, but to God who gave it to you to give. Mercy for the ministry of this service offering is not only supplying the needs of the saints, God's people, but it's also overflowing through many expressions of thanksgiving to God. Did you hear that? God is doing this so he can be praised. Why do you think you give your tithes and offerings? People, people become unthankful about that and it becomes a burdensome thing. And, well, the preacher's doing this and the preacher's doing it. It don't matter what the preacher's doing, that's God's money. If you give it as unto the Lord It's it's between the preacher and and God What he does with it You did what you were supposed to do Therefore if you did with a thankful heart With what you were supposed to do God will do what he's supposed to do but if you come with bitterness and worry and this, that, and the other and think, well, they're just doing this and they're doing that and I don't approve. I, I can't tell you how many people give tithes like that. I ain't, I ain't necessarily talking about here. We got some wonderful folks that give, uh, gives unto the Lord, as you can see. Yes. Amen. Because of this act of ministry, what a! I, I got, I got a ministry. Yeah, it's called the ministry of giving. Because of this act of ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to the gospel of Christ, which you confess, as well as your generous participation in this gift for them and for all the other believers in need. And they also long for you while they pray on your behalf because of the surpassing measure of God's grace, his undeserved favor, mercy, and blessing, which is revealed in you. Now, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift, which is precious beyond words. In everything, give thanks. no matter what the situation. Well, Brother Timothy, I tell you what, when the days are good and the skies are blue, I can really praise God. No it's when it's all cloudy and shattered, showers are everywhere and rainstorms and thunders and lightnings and your world's turned upside down. You can still praise God. It's called a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> Amen. Amen, that's what God really longs for. That's why God allows you to go in those places so he'll see what your reaction's gonna be. All right, well, let's read about it. Jonah 1 and verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Chapter two, then Jonah prayed in the Lord to the Lord God out of the fish's belly. What? Prayed in a belly of a whale. Darkness all around him, fish guts, stinking, st- rotten. I mean, they ain't hardly nothing smells worse than a fish. Amen. It's the truth. I mean, you get a rotten fish, it stinks. This wasn't a good, proper place to praise God. but That wouldn't go what God was looking at. And so I cried by the reason of my affliction of the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou hearest my voice. For thou hast come to me in the deep, in the midst of the sea, and the floods come past me about, all thy billows and waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple." And the waters could pass me about even to the soul, and depths closed round about me, and weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains, the earth, with their bars about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. Oh, Lord, my God. And when my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came into thee in thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving, and I I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited him out of Jonah out on dry land. What if he had never gave that sacrifice of praise? (laughs) He would have become more than whales vomit. I'll leave you with that one to figure out. It would have been processed. It would have been over. And there's plenty of wrecks and stenches unto the Lord because they failed to offer him the sacrifice of praise, of thanksgiving. That in the middle of my situation, I still got two hands. I still got two eyes that see his salvation. I still got two ears that hear the goodness of God. I'm still a witness of what he's doing among us. I still see what God is doing. Psalm 136 is a whole chapter of thanksgiving. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Oh give thanks unto the God of God for his mercy endureth forever. Oh give thanks unto the Lord of Lords for his mercy and you can get the hint? Oh give thanks. Oh give thanks to him who alone doth great wonders. Oh, give thanks to him by the wisdom made the heavens. Give thanks to him that stretches out the earth above the waters. Give thanks to him that made great light. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. He took, Give thanks to him that smote Egypt and their firstborn. That brought Israel out from among them with a strong hand with a stretched out arm. To him that divided the Red Sea. That made Israel to pass in the midst of Overthrew Pharaoh and his host. To him that led his people through the wilderness. To him that smote great kings and slew famous kings we give them thanks for Sihon and Og and he gave their land for inheritance and inheritance unto Israel's servant who remembered us in our lowest state but his mercy endureth forever give thanks who giveth food to all flesh give thanks that he has redeemed us from our enemies oh give thanks unto God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever Plenty of reasons to thank him. Yes, sir. Psalms 140, 13 says, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name, and the upright shall dwell in thy presence. First Chronicles 16, 8 says, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. That's why we constantly remind of what God has done in our generation. Brother Branham did it almost out after every service. He began to testify and praise God and thank God. It was always a testimony nearly every service what was it he was reminded and making known God's deeds among the people sing unto him sing songs unto him talk ye of his, all of his wondrous works glory ye in his holy name and let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord seek the Lord in his strength sink his face continually remember his marvelous works that he has done his wonders and the judgments of his mouth oh ye seed of Israel his servant ye children of Jacob his chosen ones his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in the earth and all the earth. Be ye mindful always of his covenant and the word which he commanded to a thousand generations even of the covenant which he made of Abraham his oath unto Isaac and it confirmed the same to Jacob for the law and Israel for an everlasting covenant saying unto thee I will give the land of Canaan the lot of your inheritance. When you were few even a few and strangers in it and when they went from nation to nation one kingdom to another people he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yeah, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. Sing unto the Lord. All the earth show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared among all the gods. For all the gods of the people are nothing but idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor in his presence, strength and gladness are in his place. Give thanks unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory, doing his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him. All the earth, the world shall be stable and not be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let men say among the nation, the Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of wood sing out at the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth. All give thanks unto the Lord for he is good in his mercy and. Earth forever and say ye save us O god our salvation gather us together and deliver us from the heathen that we may give thanks in thy holy name and glory into thy praise blessed be the lord god of israel forever and ever and all the people said Amen. and praise the lord Amen. hallelujah he's worthy to be praised hallelujah how many is for Zion tonight it says in Isaiah 53 and 3 51 and 3 for the Lord shall comfort Zion he will comfort all her waste places he will make her wilderness like Eden and her deserts like the garden of joy and joy the garden of the Lord and joy and gladness shall be found therein what? what? thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Amen. Wow. Psalms 95 and verse 1. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Not a moaning noise, not a mournful sound. Not a all wowsy, wowsy me and woozy, woozy you. Forget all that nonsense. Well, you 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 must have had something good for dinner, boy. I tell you what, you show up at, no. God really spoke to me. We need to be thankful. This nation is forgetting where she came from. And so will every person be the same as she if they forget where they came from and where God brought them from. They get so elevated until they know more than the preacher. They know more than this and they got it all figured out and they give up their seat and they walk away. Why? Because of unthankfulness. Come, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Well, it ain't, all, it ain't all the way I want it. That ain't what he said. He said, come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God. How I many can testify of that tonight? And a great king above all gods. And in his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills and his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands formed the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are his people. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. Psalms 101 says, make a joyful noise in the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Psalms 107, 21 says, oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works of the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. uh, Philippians 4 4 says rejoice in the Lord always. Always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Colossians two six, and you have therefore received Christ Jesus Lord. So walk in Him, rooted, built up in Him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with. It's overwhelming. Colossians 4:1, masters give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Com- continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Amen. Brother Brandon would preach one of us, it would be his last Thanksgiving service in Shreveport, Louisiana. And he'd preach on the invisible union of the bride of Christ. Go listen to it. He said, "This is." He said, "I want to preach on the invisible union of the bride of Christ." It doesn't sound like a Thanksgiving message, though. We're thankful. He said, "I'm thankful to God to be living in this time. The closing scenes of this world's history. If I would have to have a say so before the foundation of the world, would God would have laid out a whole program to me and said." I want you to preach. Now, what age do you desire to go to earth to preach? I would have chose this age. This is the golden age. I certainly would have loved to have been there during this time of his visit on earth, but still, I think this right now is a greater time because it's a time that he's coming to take people that he's redeemed. He's nearing the resurrection when all the redeemed will come forth. What a glorious opportunity we have to speak to a dying people a great time. We're enthused about it. He said we know that history is closing out World's history will soon be over And we'll step into a new day To a great millennium As one believer in a millennium A millennium reign with Christ A thousand years on earth A physical return of the Lord Jesus To take a physical people glorified By his cleansing blood He said we've got a lot to be thankful for You say well what You may say well what's this got to do with Thanksgiving What are you talking about he didn't say nothing about Thanksgiving as it comes to the end of it. He said, what a message for the occasion to me. He said, the pilgrim fathers were thankful for their, old newfound, for their newfound way of life, being separated from the old English denominations and creeds. They could marry a new anointed word for their age. That's right. The new anointed word for their age, for their day. And he said, so can we be thankful as pilgrims. Like Abraham separated ourselves from the things of the world and all of our associates. As Abraham was a pilgrim, God has separated us from all dead religions. He said, I'm speaking across the nation now. All dead creeds, he separated us and opened to us a new land. A new message for this day. Pentecost is dried up. Luther and the rest of them is dried up. There's no more than a bunch of churches there just all dried up. Good people in there. What has yet to come out? Wow, what did he do? He opened up to us a new land. He opened up the seven seals and he gave us a message, showed us where we're at, showed us where we're going, showed us who we are and who he is. The seven seals revealing himself in this hour. This blessed revelation. He said, we got a lot to be thankful for. Hallelujah. He said, my, he said, see. He, says, he said, see that God pulling himself a bride, elected. God is calling the elected. This is all down through there. I'm just pulling out some highlights. He said, calling the virtuous bride, the word, the last day church, the elected lady of our Lord Jesus, amen, Christ. He said, wow, the bride was always part of the bridegroom. So the bride will never be part of that denomination. No, sir, she's always part of him. And he's calling her to his side. We got a lot to be thankful for, oh my. He said we used to be associated with this and that and this and that, one husband we used to be married, but God annulled it all. He took it all away and he put his name upon us. Amen. He wrote, uh, he wrote it. He said, he said he wrote it and he annihilated it and he took his sins and he put them in the sea of forgetfulness. He'd go on and say, Listen, you're justified. He said, That's not just a word. He said, It's as though you'd never done it in the first place. That's a message of Thanksgiving that I know what I've done, but by by the thoughts of God, I've never done it in the first place. We got a lot to be thankful. Because if we would put our own thoughts to it, we'd still think, well, I ain't never going to be worthy enough. I'll never make it. I'll never go to the top. I'll never make a rapture. By our own thoughts, you never will. But by his thoughts, he said it. And he said, I look at you. I don't call you church. I call you bride. And I'm calling you out. And I'm placing you a land that you can have real Thanksgiving in. And you can thank him for healing. You can thank him for joy. You can thank him for the Holy Ghost. You can thank him for all of it because it's all in the land.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: God has cut the old life off. My God, there's so much in here he goes into the eagle story. He said, thankful you once was in a hog pen or a chicken pen walling around trying to figure out where your next meal was coming from. But all of a sudden, one day, you heard an eagle scream. And it lifted your head up. Oh, man, that kind of looks like me. That's what, I, that's what I've been looking for. I knew I didn't look like that chicken and that chicken over there and that thing. I knew that why wasn't making, now it's making all sin. And he begins to scream to you, come on up a little higher. Come on up a little higher. You never was born. You was never made for the chicken pen. You might've been born in the chicken pen, but that's not who you are. You never was a chicken to begin with. Hallelujah! You never was a drunk to begin with. You never was a dope smoker to begin. You never was a whoremonger to begin with. That's not who you was in the mind of God. But God knew down through this age and this old chicken pit called Laodicea, I have people down there, and He sent a voice out, an eagle that came flying over and began to scream out, and He called you by name, and you looked around and said, "Hey, that's me." I'm rising up, I'm going higher, I'm not staying here, I'm not going to hell. Matter of fact, hell was never made for me although all my life the devil told me that's where I was going, that's where I was headed, it was made for me, that was the whole reason hell was made, but I found out by the word of God it never was my place. It never was where I was going and it's not where I'm going to enter a path, but I found out I'm going to a higher land. I've been called to a higher place and I got something to thank God about because he didn't leave me where he found me but he reached down in an old miry clay and he pulled me up and he didn't get discouraged by the way I looked and all the things that hung off but he began to send the word and he washed me and he cleaned me and then he sent his spirit and he filled me with the Holy Ghost we got some things to be thankful for Hallelujah Amen, we got a reason to scream. We got a reason to shout. If Mama Eagle can scream, how come I can't scream? How come I can't thank him for all that he's done? When the anointed word is being vindicated, how come I can't say thank you, Lord? When I see what he's done for me, I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all, cause He has done so much. He has done so much. Hello, somebody. Aren't you glad to be free of that old chicken pen? Hallelujah! If you was a duck, you was always a duck. Ain't you glad to be in the water? That's what you was born for. That's what you was born for. You never was. Born for the old dusty dry religion there was something on the inside of you that wanted the water of the word and you was looking for it. and when you found it you couldn't help but go quack, quack, quack quack, quack, quack because that's who you was they want to laugh at your quack, let them laugh praise the name of the Lord you can stay standing musicians can come you was deceived in the beginning by your first marriage, oh but the bridegroom yes. had another word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My goodness. Go listen to this Thanksgiving service. He said, Notice the anointing word of your day by which you're part by predestination. You knew right quick that you was an eagle to begin with, you was never a denominational chicken. You knew there was something wrong there, something happened. But the bridegroom took your sins, and he put them. He took away all your shame. There was a lot of shame and sin, but when the bridegroom comes to the bride and says, oh, no, 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 that's not who you was," <laughs> that's right, brother Joe. He began to roll away the reproach, and he rolled it all away. I feel. I, I kind of feel like Rahab when she stood there and was going to be married to that general. And he said, well, this woman used to be this and she used to do this. And they said, well, if that's so, you got to bring her accusers. We got, that's, what the, that's what the law says. Where, the woman, where's her accusers? Well, see that pile of rubble? They're all back there. They're all gone. They're dead. They had no more voice to give. Why? Because the bridegroom stepped in. Don't you think when that revelation hit her that she had a right to be standing there to be married to a general and that would be later named in the lineage of Jesus? Hello. Hello. Who are you, Rahab? You're standing completely justified as though you never did it at the beginning. This is my thanksgiving message to the church. So we'll be off the air in just a minute. You're standing on God's word. Every amen, every jot, every tittle. Where are you standing? I'm trying to tell you. Pull away from those shucks. Get out here in the wheat. Get right before the sun. Hear the coming of the combine. You're staying complete, justified, as though you never done it in the first place. He said, you talk about a thanksgiving. You talk about a thanksgiving. He said, I feel real good right now. I'm more thankful for that than anything I know of. You are the pure Virtuous, sinless bride of the son of the living God. Every man and woman that's born of the spirit of God and washed in his blood believes the word of God, stands here as though you never sinned in the first place. You're perfect. Hallelujah. He said if I was supposed to die in the morning A man took my place I cannot die for that sin Somebody took my place And Jesus, the word, already took our place He became me, that a sinner That I, like I might become him He said all that spiritual union of Christ This church, when the flesh is becoming word And the word is becoming flesh Manifested, vindicated Just what the Bible said would happen In this day It's happening day by day by day we're standing completely. You never sinned in the first place. God don't even know it. Somebody needs to thank him for that because the devil's been trying to hold your past over you, but God is saying you never done it. You've never done it. It's in the sea of my forgetfulness. Hallelujah. You never did it. You were accused of it by the accuser, but in the beginning, in the mind of God, you were predestinated. You was a son, a daughter of God, and now you're standing washed. Woo, Jesus, a virtuous bride of Christ, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, precious, virtuous, sinless. Wow. My goodness. I can't quit he says hallelujah notice you're not only that you're going to a wedding in the sky you are wearing the wedding band of predestinated unmerited grace a wedding band of grace unmerited of y'all God did that did that he knew you before the foundation of the world so right there he slipped that wedding band on you and put your name on the Lamb's Book of Life what a thanksgiving what a thanksgiving oh hallelujah praise our God we are in the last days church that's my thanksgiving message to you That's my message to you. That's the union, of spiritual union by the word that you're dead to these old husbands. You're born anew. Don't try to dig him up. He's dead. He's buried. Don't dig him up. If you're a born again Christian, that little germ that was predestined to you is word coming on word, word on word, on word, on word, coming to the full stature of Christ, that's right, so he can come get his bride. Now we're ready for the one thing, that's the coming of the Lord your name is on the Lamb's book of life what a thanksgiving that's what that's what John said he said when I saw when I saw what was written there he went to shouting he said all the things in heaven and earth and below he said they all heard me shouting he had thanksgiving in his heart because I have given to know that if you put it there, the devil can't rub it off. Some of you, he has tried to rub it off and rub it off and rub it off. And you, you ever had a bad eraser? And you just, you just keep on, and you can't get that, now. whatever it is, you can't get it off. It's a, his eraser's bad. His eraser does not work on the Lamb's book of life. He can rub and he can rub and he can rub and he can rub.
1: He's still there.
0: favor and grace of almighty God we have a right to thank him so why don't you right now just lift your hands lift your voice and thank him thank him thank him hallelujah thank you for saving my family Thank you, Lord, you're bringing on the prodigals. Thank you, Lord, that you're putting together families. Thank you, Lord, that you're going and real lighting fires. Even those that got so cold, they can't hardly assemble themselves in the house of the Lord no more. But, Lord, you're still dealing with them. You're still calling on them. You're still pulling on them. Their name's still on the Lamb's book of life. Satan's trying to rub it out. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you that I can call on you and you hear me and you answer me. Thank you, Lord. I'm in the middle of a trial, but thank you, Lord. I've been in discouragement, but I want to just take a moment and say, Thank you, Jesus. I still got something to thank you for. Praise you glorify your name to lift you up because you are a great God you're a marvelous father your eyes upon the sparrow therefore I know you watch over me thank you Jesus brother Philip come sing that song mercy Jesus I felt him move some of you think you lost out and you don't know No, God's done forgot about you well let me just tell you his eye is upon his little bitty bird about that tall not one can fall to the ground without him knowing it not one can need, need, need nourishment without him fulfilling it not one can go, can go and have issues and him not do something about it his eye is upon a bird that little but if it's on a bird that little don't you know his eye is on you The children of Israel thought they'd lost him. 400 years they was down in slavery and they thought there wasn't no more hope. But when he met Moses, he said, I've heard the cry of my people and I have come down to deliver them. And he brought them out with a mighty hand. Come on now. He's that same God today. Let's worship the Lord together.
1: And what should I fear? discouraged. Oh, and why should the shadows come? Oh, and why should my heart Force I sing because I've been saved.